Luis Ortiz is replacing Harleen Garcia at the World Baseball Classic. Key Brian Hayes has a nagging injury and more from Pirate City as Craig Toth joins us today live from Bradenton, Florida. This is Locked On Pirates. You are Locked On Pirates, your daily Pittsburgh Pirates podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? What is up? Welcome back to the Locked on Pirates podcast. I am Ethan Smith, your host here of the Locked on Pirates podcast here on the Locked on Podcast Network, where it is your Pittsburgh Pirates all the time, every day. And Craig, there's a lot of things going on, man. First of all, if you guys are on YouTube, you can see Craig has a wonderful backdrop to him right now at a wonderful Pirate City. And uh, in approximately 45 minutes of the time of recording, the fountain at Forsyth Park in Savannah, Georgia, where I currently reside, will be turning green for St. Patrick's Day. So that means a lot of things. That means the weather's warming up, and that means baseball is almost here as we slowly and surely get closer to the regular season. But, uh, Craig, how are you, man? It looks like you're having a blast there at Pirate City right now. Dude, the amount of just like, I don't know if it's like the blood that flows through as soon as I get to Bradenton like I could probably run through a wall right now I'm really like two and a half hours of sleep had to be at the airport at like 3 30 this morning up here from Fort Myers was stuck behind an accident but as soon as it's just like okay hey let's go yeah and I there's a lot to talk about as well uh, there's been some pirates news to come out of the baseball world in Pittsburgh the last couple of days. Most notably, uh, Luis Ortiz is headed to the World Baseball Classic. I believe he departed yesterday. I think I read that he had a bullpen session yesterday and then immediately drove down to Miami from Bradenton to go join his team. Um, And it's very cool for him, very cool opportunity, because last spring training for Luis Ortiz, I mean, this is a guy that wasn't even sniffing the big league roster at this time last year. And ever since then, he's made his Major League debut. He's looked good at the Major Leagues. And he has a real shot to potentially be in this rotation early on this year. Um, So that's my talking point with this that I wanted to get into, is I've heard a lot of discourse about who's going to be that fifth rotation arm. Is it going to be Vince Velasquez? Is it going to be Johan Oviedo? Is it going to be Luis Ortiz? Making the decision to go to the WBC and the World Baseball Classic, how do you think that affects his stance on where he'll begin the season. Do you still think that he has a viable shot to get that fifth spot, or do you, th- do you think we see him in AAA? I mean, I, I've i been saying that if Vince Velasquez, unless he throws out his arm, gets injured, if he looks absolutely terrible, then maybe, you know, it could be somebody like or Luis Ortiz and and I've you know heard rumblings. I'm sure you have too. That you know only having two off days uh, in the month of April that they could run that, early, which you know would give them that chance. But I mean, right now he's went out, uh, and I know people say don't look too much into you know, spring training stats into when guys are you know hitting their spots. I'm looking into 
you know, that he can miss on his, his fastball whatsoever. Uh, the slider looked decent. The, uh, the changeup, uh, I'm from day to day, I don't know what kind of feel he has for Even with him going, you know, to the, I don't think that the WBC has been, you know, in the rotation whatsoever. I mean, Rowanzi Contreras, there were three innings the other day, and there's no question about him being in there. So I don't know if it really changes. I would just kind of say that they're going to keep a, a close eye on him uh, just because, I mean, <laughs> injuries pop up. And, you know, we saw it over O'Neill Cruz tweaking his ankle a little bit, got pulled like immediately, you know, gets, you know, gets shut down and immediately. Uh, what was it? Andrew McCutcheon get hit on four. It could be anything. It's like, you, nope, this is that's over. Um, so, I mean, they're going to keep it. did uh, watch, I think it was an interview with, with everybody's old uh, thing. And he talked about like the most stressful thing about managing the WBC was, but that for the most part, they were getting, you know, the same type of work than they would be in spring training. So they do have pitch counts. They, you know, the relievers throw so much, they can't, you know, throw for a few days. So there are some regulation. I was worried in the beginning just because of talking about like high leverage innings um, behind those games. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some more than others who is basically made up of of a bunch of amp, Mature players, <laughs> and they go out a lot more energy in that game. Uh, some, you know, rivalry games. I think it was Korea and Japan. It was something. There's a, there's a lot more energy, so you want to perform well. Kind of also want to perform well in spring training as well. Thing that, I mean, I kind of want to talk to you about, Ethan, was, you know be in like that world baseball classic and not be under, you know, a lot of the same rules Bring training here to get worked up. Um, Cause I know that like Rich Hill spoken out and prior to getting injured, uh, Harleen Garcia was working, you know, real slow and guys were getting kind of, so I'm wondering like with the new rules and <laughs> with those not being affected, like if it's not going to, it, what would be more stress on the arm? So I'm I'm actually less worried about this prior to it starting. Well, and I also think that, and I know this is going to sound kind of probably backwards thinking, but I do think that the WBC in a way could actually be a better ramp up for Luis Ortiz because he's not going to be just throwing like this. Like he can actually take time in his head to think, what pitch is going to work for me here? Because obviously they don't have the pitch clock, so that eliminates all of that. And if you look at that for Luis Ortiz, there's a lot of things he needs to work on with all of his pitches. So now that he goes to the WBC and he can sit there and actually take the time to process what pitch he wants to throw, where he wants to put it, how he wants to use it, I feel like that'll help him in a way because then when he comes back, and has to do it at a quicker pace, at least he'll have an idea of how his pitches and his command are working. Because we saw Luis Ortiz, I think it was four days ago, I want to say it was four days ago, when he had that brutal start that he had where he just couldn't control anything. And that's perfectly fine. 
because I've said it from the get-go that I think he just needs a little bit of time in AAA to really hone things together. I've had people tell me, well, he would learn better at the MLB level. It, it really just depends on how you feel about it. But with him going to the WBC, one, it's a great opportunity for him from what I said earlier about how last year he wasn't even on the radar of being a guy in this rotation, and now he's one of the top arms potentially for this rotation. And he's going to get to face some good talent down there, too, in Miami. He's going to face some good talent in WBC. So there's a lot of positives for me for him going over there, and I think that ultimately when he comes back, he'll be better off for going than he would be if he never went. So, I mean, it really just looks at how you want to look at it and how you want to justify it. But Luis Ortiz... Again, we're going to be keeping a close eye on him. I'm sure Craig will be. I definitely will be. Uh, and also, I'm sure on that drive, uh, Craig, you could have probably used some built bars, man. Built bars would have absolutely. They would have. They would have kept you going. But I mean, you're still going right now. But I mean, if you had a built bar based off of what you told me earlier about your blood pumping, you might be all over the place. But we don't want that. <laughs> but if you are looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, then you got to try a built bar. What makes built bar so good? Well, for starters, they are covered in 100% real chocolate, and they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. They only have 130 calories and four grams of sugar, with a whopping seven grams of protein and you don't need to wait around anymore to get a box for years we've been talking about ordering your built bars at built.com well now you can get them at your local walmart or sam's club so that's right head to the nearest walmart today walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of built bars you can pick up a four bar box of cookies and cream double chocolate or coconut puffs and if you want even more bang for your buck from built bar you can go to sam's club and run in and grab a 13 bar box with our hit flavors brownie batter and churro and never forget you can still go to built.com and use the code locked 15 to get 15 percent off of your order when you invest in the best protein bars on the planet well craig you were down there at pirate city seeing everything firsthand uh, I was actually, funny enough that we're doing this, I was actually going to be going down there this week if financial restriction was not a thing. <laughs> I was going to be there Wednesday through Friday, or uh, today, and then coming back today. Um, so it's funny that we're talking about this uh, with you there. But obviously throughout the news cycle that we've seen over the last couple of days, yet again, Key Brian Hayes appears to be dealing with a nagging thumb injury on his throwing hand. Not something you want to see because that is a big component to Key Brian Hayes' game, obviously. Um, have you heard anything about how serious it might be? Have you seen him at all? And does he look fine? And do you, how long, like, do you think this could be more than a nagging thumb injury and possibly more serious? Just, like, I, I don't know if you've seen him down there yet, so I don't know what discourse we can have about it. I don't know. I walked into Pirate City and he was he went down drills on one of the fields over here. I ball was either hit to the third baseman, and then they were running, you know, the rundown drill. Guy made it around. They had a catcher there, um, so he was out there. And and I don't I don't miss. And if it was the regular season, you know, if they would, you know, shut down. Uh, for me, I, 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 I think that Brian Hayes had the second most games on last year of position players. And 
I believe Brian Reynolds was the first. Um, me, and I think it was like around like 132, 136 games. It was somewhere. But if you get 136 games, say, of, and it's not Brian Hayes at 100%, that's what I'm more worried about. So, like, I know that guys are going to miss time. The, the days of the guys playing, you know, 59 to 160 are are over. There's no 162. You know what I mean? So, like, he's the time he's going to be in there, I just want him to be healthy. I mean, he wrist injury when they first came back. At the end of the year last year, we heard about the back. Thumb, you know, just getting started. And it's just not stuff you want want to hear i even say that even with like i know a lot of people are like well you gave him the largest contract well it's still a good contract if he plays <laughs> and he gets still a good contract would it be a better contract if he hit absolutely it's still a good contract i mean he he led the team in, in f war last year it was like four that's my thing is if the defense is still there. It's still a good contract. It's just not the type to be looking for for the largest contract in team history. People are thinking that if it's H that, it's automatically got to be, you know, he's got to hit, you know, while playing, you know, gold glove, glove caliber. So he sh- should be getting at least seven, eight war. Well, then that's a superstar. And then he's probably getting i mean i think that's something that chris and i pointed out on our show last year when people were getting frustrated about keep ryan to overperform so that he's actually contract is the way that it kind of seems so it's like it's still a good contract no matter what could you know sign it but even if it's just the defense uh, he'll be fine but i mean i saw him out here taking fielding haven't seen him swing a bat and that's but like a lot of the stuff, usually like the, 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 a lot more is, you know, the high impact because you can kind of like break with the glove. You, can, you he's a great fielder, soft hands, but when you got a ball being thrown at you, like, you know, over a hundred miles exit velocity, like he does a lot. I mean, that's what it's going to start to hurt. So like once again, I don't, I don't know if it'll play bad on the defense shutting him down to you know let it rest for, for for the batting portion of it yeah and the big thing that i always get back to with key brian hayes right now that i think a lot of people misjudge is 2020 obviously you only got like 13 games from him and i remember that 2020 very vividly because it was when i first started this podcast uh i also forgot to mention mm-hmm. to you craig that this is actually the 500th episode of locked on pirates so um yeah perfect perfect planning oh yeah um but whenever hayes had his injury in 2021 i saw a lot of people upset because he wasn't playing that well last year he had some nagging injuries as well there's two sides to this coin one, you could argue that you have not seen Key Brian Hayes 100% through a full season. There's a real argument that you can say that. And just because he played 136 games, that's great. That's phenomenal. Did he play all those games 100%? That can be put into question. 
And I don't think you want him to have to deal with that. And injuries are a part of baseball. But now once you enter the third year of Key Brian Hayes, and you're hearing about an injury again, your main hope with this, and I'm sure you get where I'm going with this, your main hope with this is you're hoping that you don't end up with a guy that you've extended for this long and given some considerable money to that deals with injuries constantly. Now, I'm not saying that's going to happen. I don't want to throw that out there and say that that's going to happen. But when the trend starts trending, like as it has over the last couple of years with him, where injuries just tend to find Key Brian Hayes somehow, you just hope that that doesn't become a problem. And then that also creates a dynamic for the Pirates, too, where I think as we talked about, um, or me and Gary talked about having to have a backup shortstop behind O'Neill Cruz because who's really going to do it? Somebody has to do it. You might actually have to start thinking about having a very viable backup option at the third base spot for the Pittsburgh Pirates, be it Rodolfo Castro, which then opens up spots for G1 Bay at second, be it Jared Triolo, who would match that defensive ability that Key Brian Hayes has over there, or at least be close to it. So these are all things that when I hear Key Brian Hayes and the word injury together, I don't mainly think about Hayes because I know Hayes is going to be fine unless it's like a torn, ACA, uh, torn ACL or something like really crazy. If it's something like this, he's going to rehab it for like a week or like as you said, he's out there doing stuff. He's going to rest it accordingly. The team doctors and the medical team are going to handle it accordingly. He's going to be fine on the opening day. What you hope is that it just does not nag him throughout the year because you want him to break out this year. This feels like a key Brian Hayes breakout season that needs to happen. And you want that to happen. But the injuries nagging is not going to help that. Yeah. And I always go back to is, you know, I, I not that I never didn't like Jared. He's, he's a great ball player, but it even makes more and more sense. Uh, with Key Brian's injury history, that you would have somebody who over third base, and and honestly, the the defensive drop off wouldn't be that much. It's not like Key Brian's been hitting that great either. So, I mean, Jared Triolo, really patient hitter. He's a guy that you know, doesn't strike out a whole lot, uh, gets on base that he may not have come completely unlocked but if if you're looking at Brian Hayes uh of the 20 the short in 2020 season where he came up and he was you know the second coming of of Clemente or to think of anybody uh they could have you know played that well looking at like maybe like a a 250 to 265 hitter run into 10 and hopefully not strike out as much and and if that's what you're kind of looking for then I think Triolo is a guy that could, you know, make that that step. And I know I I did listen to you guys, you and Gary talk, where it's just basically like if a, if a guy goes down, and would it be different? And I think you guys mentioned with Ono Cruz, if he went down, it would be like you know over Figueroa. And I kind of see that the same with Cabrian Hayes. If Cabrian Hayes would you know go long term, I would see that as being filled in more by Triolo than, you know, being them out of position. That's just the way I see it right now. But obviously, you know, injury based on performance and based on, you know, what they're seeing. And one of the things that I, 
I'm to a, a good friend down here, uh, Douglas. Uh, he'll he'll probably be. I'm gonna make him a shout out. And I just basically said, like you know, you don't realize that you know if a guy is, uh, they're gonna get some. Uh, they're getting like some ready for some you know three and a half inning. They're gonna have you know pitchers going. They're gonna be taken live at bats and and sometimes it's like even though this. This is quote unquote where you know minor league camp is held. This is this is where out you know even on the off days they'll have a guy come down every year. The rehab facilities are here. Also, you know when guys are even if they're not reported or you know reassigned to to a lot of the times this stuff is like very very interchangeable down here. Just because they're so three miles away. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's good to have an interchangeable course with that as well. Um, and also, another name I throw out there, and I know people probably won't like if there's injuries on that left side of the infield, Chris Owings. He's had one hell of a spring so far. <laughs> let's let's just like yeah, and then you go that. get you get you, you go get another third baseman, first baseman slash outfield, Mark Mathias. I mean, you're you're you he falls in love with certain uh, <laughs> certain uh, I guess we and that's where Matthias kind of comes into people that don't know Mark Matthias uh, drafted leave back in 2015 was, was their number got as high as I believe their prospect around like 2017 ended up being traded out to or something then he ended up he's down in the he was down in the Ranger system. Uh, played pretty point uh, nine war player in in limited action. Plays good defense, but pop. But it's another one of those guys. It's kind of be going to be like right around the league average hitter. But it, it's another first base, third base, left field, right field options. I mean, I feel like I I think I think you were on that 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 text chain or that that. I guess where I was just basically like, man, Charrington likes to have a backup plan for his backup plan plans. Oh yeah. Have backup plans. I mean, he, it, it's just, it's very calculated. And I, I don't look too much into anything right now, but like, like you're saying like that, well, I, uh, you know, I, Drew Maggi has played well in third, not as, as much of the middle infield. And hasn't played in the outfield since he's arrived here with minor leagues. Um, so that's not something I, I'm really looking at. But I mean, you have hey, <laughs> Tukapita Marcano has has hit fairly well, and, and like, well, it's like these bloops. Well, they they're slap hitters, like uh, you know what I mean. Like they do have some pop in the bay. They they just have like a. A very similar are good hitters, but they're not going to have a ton of power. So, I mean, the, the name of the game and made all about power, but I feel like that Ben Charrington, in some ways, with the guys he's he's acquiring, he's leaning more towards like the old school baseball based on the the profiles of a lot of guys that are just you know patient um, can get on base, have some speed, and hopefully field 
Um, I think we're recording here on Friday. I'm pretty sure the game yesterday went like over the outfielders and our third baseman and whoever couldn't field anything. I game ended up going over three hours yesterday. So that's, I mean, it's kind of like building on a different brand kind of fits into the new rules a little bit. So maybe, I mean, maybe we might be ahead of some teams in that. Oh yeah. And it's always good to be ahead of some teams and a lot of things. It's also good to be ahead of your friends when you're in the betting world. And you can do that with FanDuel Sportsbook. Of course, you can make every moment more at FanDuel.com slash locked on. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because you get a new uh, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. So just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, FanDuel lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets. When you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn, that's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA and the LockedOn Podcast Network. All right, Craig, we got about five or six more minutes here on today's show. Uh, I noticed a lot was going on behind you and around you and everywhere. So... Kind of take us on a little uh, mini tour of what's going on over here at Pirate City. I guess I can walk around a little bit uh, here. Is uh, to run some, uh, like I said, with some simulation games. Going to have some little three-inning games. I don't know who's going to be pitching. Uh, They do give you the hand when I used to do it before come down here they do give that to you but unfortunately none of these guys are are worth this point in time um and i'm not gonna be rude but i'm not gonna ask them but we got for here um everybody can see i don't know if it's in there oh yeah the iconic when they come down the iconic sign from down there um we've got some got some drills going on over there but then uh like setting up two fields over here to actually some game action in. Nice. Stuff, stuff looks like it's fun down there right so, now. Oh, they got music going. I'm actually sweating, which I haven't done this. I haven't spent the longest time because I've been up in Pittsburgh. But, you know, just definitely getting some uh, going on. Like I said, could turn around this way. We got setting up the field. Guys, trying some autographs for some people. It's man, nice. it's, it's just an absolute blast down here. More than anything in the world, I'll tell you that, brother. I I was down here on the day or last time which was the day that the uh, the pandemic shut everything down. This is my first time. I think that's why the the heart's just pumping and everything's just feeling good. So. Well, and that's one thing I wanted to speak on, too, with you down there that's very nice, is I believe this is the first year that fans have been allowed back at Pirate City since the pandemic, correct? Um, yeah, this – well, like, full some restrictions. I think last year you were allowed it in a little bit, um, but it was, like, limited hours now. Stuff is wide open. And actually, like, I, I think we're going to – the games are going to start here because they've actually put their numbers on, so – I'm actually, I might be able to tell who, you know, more than, you know, saw 
So I tanked Davis out here earlier. Uh, my favorite, Axel Plaz, was out there uh, playing some playing some defense, uh, running some defense in the plate. Um, so yeah, I think it looks like they're going to get some games going here. So man, I'm just I'm did. I definitely need a built bar. Yes. I, I, I don't bet, so I won't be doing that. But I and probably some sort of other drink to to hydrate myself because. Yeah, agrees that when we took off this morning, early, early this morning from Pittsburgh until now, I'm sweating pretty good just walking around for, for a second. Oh, yeah. Well, Craig, we got games starting for you. So what do you have going on this week for all of your uh, Pittsburgh Pirates coverage? We'll wrap it up there. I uh, put out an article on uh, G1 Bay's path to uh, uh, on Inside the Box Basement. I've uh, got a live uh, podcast, Motor City Brew Works, uh, tomorrow after game time. Uh, boy Taylor from Yins, got to give him a shout out. Uh, we're having a, a uh, immediately following the game. So the games are broadcasted over the next two days. So just uh, what? Just everybody look for me. I'll give you a wave. Everybody knows the giant white beard here over the next couple of days oh yeah and over here at locked on pirates you guys know it's friday so i will be with gary on monday and the season is slowly approaching uh opening week is going to be very fun of course we're going to have a crossover with locked on red so where you guys are going to get to learn something very fun that i hopefully won't have to do but i'll leave you guys with that guys thank you so much for tuning into the locked on pirates podcast right now it's march so please go check out nick farbaugh over at locked on pit he's covering everything about the pit panthers and their chances to get into the ncaa tournament for the first time in quite some time it feels like so make sure you guys go check that out craig have a phenomenal time sir and guys i will see you on the flip side.